Support for health-related programming on WERU comes from Inner Tapestry, Maine's holistic journal, featuring alternative health and natural living articles, calendar listings, and a directory of resources, available at health food stores and alternative health centers, 799-7995 or innertapestry.org. It's 10 o'clock and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 102.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Healthy Options with Andre Bella is up next. Good morning. This is your community radio station, WERU, and welcome to Healthy Options, a program that focuses on integrative therapies. I'm Andre Bella, and I'll be your host this morning. Uh, This morning we'll be speaking with two guests. We'll be speaking with Lynn Marie Pitts and Robert Bob Pitts about their program, Dr. Planet. Uh, They're going to be offering a free introductory talk about Dr. Planet and also a workshop in Camden. And I'm going to give you just a a short little description of what Dr. Planet is about. Um, The winds of change cross over you and all now. Learn about the new Dr. Planet approaches for healing using the energy centers in the body and their connecting meridians you can transmute the harmful physical emotional and psychological effects of personal and planetary stress join the new 21st century play of universal energies to heal all through healing self and there we will give this information again at the end of the show but at the Camden Library on October 18th, Thursday, from 6.15 to 8, they will give a free introduction to Dr. Planet. And at the Camden Wellness Center on Saturday and Sunday of October 27th and 28th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., they will have the hands-on Dr. Planet workshop. So um, welcome to both of you. Um, we are Thank going you. to talk about Dr. Planet and also about the extensive work that you have actually done Um, all over the world. Lynn Marie Pitts is a director of psychodrama and is the founder of Chakra Drama, a totally new method of energy healing. Lynn first began work with a heartfelt desire to build bridges between the roles of child and parent. But as Lynn grew older, she expanded her interest to the student-mentor relationship and finally to the ultimate relationship between man and God. Today, she works as a spirit life coach under the umbrella of the organization she founded, Spirit of Spontaneity. Um, Early on, uh, Lynn actually has two master's degrees in two different areas. Very interesting, she has a master's degree in public administration and also in clinical social work, which was followed by a post-master's in psychodrama at the Marino Institute. Then she began a search for the universal common grounds between all cultures in a search that ultimately took her on a global journey into many foreign lands. And I hope you're going to talk about that today because I think it's very fascinating. Lynn is also the founder of Spirit of Spontaneity, where she has dedicated the broad experience, wisdom, and spiritual gifts she developed over almost 40 years of professional guidance counseling to uncovering new pathways to transformation for the healing of our planet and its people. Today, she collaborates with her husband, Robert, to support the cultivation of a new virtual reality they have named the Global Goodwill Village <clears throat> with a focus on karma drama, uh, chakra drama. 
the new system of healing that came out of her lifelong work. She teaches the art of chakra drama, along with many new twists on energy psychology in the Dr. Planet workshops that we will be talking about today. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. And Robert Bob Pitts is the quintessential Renaissance man. From an early age, serious illness in his youth sparked a compassion for the frailties of the human condition and awakened an early interest in healing. He first discovered himself gifted in medicine and diagnostics and then went on to explore painting, architecture, engineering, film production, and finally the esoteric science of healing. For many years, he taught discipleship in the new age and the works of it, it, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. That was one I needed help with. Thanks, Bob. Um, and Alice Bailey, where he discovered the universal laws of man and nature as they relate to healing and the evolution of consciousness. And today, Bob comes to us with extensive exposure to European and Australasian Aboriginal cultures. His comprehensive global experience encompasses the mineral, plant, and animal kingdoms, as well as the political and social economic structures of both cultures and countercultures around the world. But Bob's greatest gift, however, lies in his knowledge and understanding of the universal laws of man and nature and how they pertain to the healing process for humanity and the planet. And over the past 30 years, Bob has founded the School of Symbols, SOS, Energy Systems Parameters, ESP, and also co-founder with his wife of Heal Our Planet Enterprise, HOPE, all international platforms for teaching new civilization goals for the healing of person and planet as a single integrated enterprise. Bob is also currently engaged in a new undertaking, All Trust Unlimited, integrating the study of ancient wisdom with the practical work of transformation in today's world. The Dr. Planet Workshops, which we will talk about today, is the current focus of his ambitious enterprise. And welcome to you, Bob. Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much. Um, The format of the show today will be a little bit different after the break we are going to do an exercise where we're going to encourage listeners to participate. And we'll tell you a little bit about that later on. But we want you to um, learn a lot of what Lynn and Bob have to say, but also be able to participate and call in and tell us um, what your reactions were to the exercise that you participated in. So we'll be doing that in about a half an hour. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about, a lot to encompass in. I think we'll start, um, I, I understand, Bob, that you've been studying and teaching in over 50 cultures around the world for many years, and that this experience forms much of the basis of the work that you're doing today, such as the Dr. Planet workshops that you're running in this area. What did you learn about the nature of the human condition after having surveyed so many different expressions of human culture on our planet, and how does that inform the work that you do today? Uh, It's a big question. Yes, it is. (laughs) We've learned quite a lot, actually, and done a lot of experiments around the world to test our theories. But in general, we've observed two major characteristics of the human condition that appear to be universal across all cultures today. One general observation is that there's a strong and resilient strain of healthy human values that are embedded somewhere in every culture if you know where to look for them. In one culture, it might be in the agricultural protocols. 
another culture in their religion and another culture in their their traditions, the political structure with the elders, etc., etc. But they're they're there everywhere in all cultures. Um, these are very grounded values. They're pro-life values, you could say, and they are the values of what we call the global goodwill village that is slowly emerging into consciousness today around the planet. I notice that several other contemporary writers have noticed this also and are beginning to comment about it in a different context. Um, recently, David Corton has written an article in Sun magazine, and he's also written a book, The Great Turning Point, From Empire to Earth Community. This, this was great fun for me because I had never heard of David Corton before, and I do have a subscription to Sun Magazine, and I happened to read this article last week and took my yellow highlighter and practically highlighted the entire interview. And then Bob comes along and starts talking about David Corton. Um, very, very interesting work, uh, as you said, coming from many, many different arenas. Yes. Well, David's work uh, describes what's happening in terms of the... Uh, form world, you could say, in terms of politics, economics, uh, ideologies, cultural suppositions about history and uh, evolution. But in fact, the Global Goodwill Village is a state of consciousness, and it has no boundaries. It, it cannot be organized. Um, therefore, it's not possible to investigate it, so to speak. Uh, but it's it's there. It's, it's there, there in all cultures. But it doesn't hold meetings or anything of the sort, so you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And part of our work is to make people aware that it's very concrete, it's very real, and the village is, a, is now a fact. On the other hand, um, there is clear evidence that most of humanity, including most of us here in the Western world, appears to be hypnotized by some kind of gross misunderstanding uh, about the laws of nature, about the laws of consciousness, uh, particularly when it comes to healing and growth. The metaphor of humanity having gotten trapped in some sort of a hypnotic matrix appears to be accurate and true, as, it's a, as, as you saw in the movie. There's a strong cultural overlay of assumptions in most cultures of the world, that appears to have reversed the true nature of the universal laws that govern consciousness and healing. It is these reversals that are responsible for the chaos and misery in the world today. The laws themselves are still operating, totally unaware of the fact that we are misusing them with our own negative or limiting beliefs. So those those positive acts aspects are certainly there in every single culture. And I, I think what you're saying is that uh, whatever we can do to nurture those aspects, recognize them, bring them forth, they, they do exist. Um, and as far as the, the matrix, that hypnotic um, place we seem to get stuck, um, what, we're, what we're trying to do is, and what you're teaching, is ways to get unstuck from that, from that matrix. Yes. Um, f- um, ul- ultimately, um, that's what we're trying to teach, but, it, but in, it requires recognition of the fact that you are caught in the matrix. 
Uh, we're teaching you how to see where you, you are caught yourself and how to use universal laws to help yourself clarify what is what, what's really happening. Um, for those of you who might just be turning into the show um, about now, we're talking with uh, Lynn Marie Pitts and uh, Robert Pitts. We're talking about their program, Dr. Planet, and um, this is healthy, the Health, healthy Options show. And um, we're talking about some of these universal laws that govern consciousness. Can you give us an example, Bob, of, of one of these universal laws? Uh, in the realm of healing, which is our primary focus, we commonly see gross ignorance and misunderstanding regarding the law of recapitulation. That's a very good example. You'll find it referred to by Hanuman in the study of homeopathy, and many naturopaths are also aware of this law. But it's the basic idea that we heal in the reverse order of how we became unhealed. This means that we must recapitulate the stages of the disease that we are trying to heal, and this includes diseases of consciousness and limiting beliefs, and then learn how to change our fundamental response to those specific stages before moving on to the next one and back into the healed state. For example, in the law of recapitulation, uh, I've been watching the, uh, the war series on PBS and... Uh, there's a story of uh, parents who sent their son off to the war and he disappeared. <clears throat> and the parents didn't want him to go. They were angry that he wanted to go. And then finally they became afraid that he was not going to follow their advice. And in fact, he did sign up and go to war. And then they fell into great grief. And when they got the notice that he had was apparently killed in this battle. They, their, their grief descended into apathy. They became very hopeless about the whole thing and, and eventually sort of cut him out of their consciousness and, and buried him uh, internally. But then after the war, he shows up on the doorstep, uh, so to speak. Actually, I, th I think he made a phone call and his mother answers the phone, and he, she, he says, I'm, I'm back. And her, the woman faints. Uh, his sister comes onto the phone and says, what's going on? What did, who is this? What's, what's happening? He says, I'm back. She, she faints. Uh, and another woman comes on, and she faints. And finally, the father comes on, and, and he, he says, I'm back. And the father says, I knew you'd be back. You know, let me hold on for while I throw some water on these women. Get <laughs> <laughs> them conscious again. <laughs> and and uh, the the women then go back through the stages. They recapitulate the stages in reverse order that they had gone into when they buried him inside. First, they come into apathy. Can this possibly be true? Then they go back up into grief. They start crying. They go back through the stage of grief where, when they had lost him. They start crying again. They say, I don't know why I'm crying, but I'm, I'm just so happy. It's because you have to go back through that stage of grief. Then they go into fear. Is this possible? I mean, are you here? Let me touch you. 
Then they go back into the stage of anger where they started. I'm, why did you leave in the first place? You know, I told you not to go. Why did you put me through all of this? And then finally they're back into enthusiasm, into the healed state. Now that's a very specific, clear-cut case of the law of recapitulation. So, so there are those stages that we all go through, whether it's um, psychological issues or physical issues. Would this also apply to a physical illness that you would go through certain stages and that physical illness would manifest? And then would you need to the, come back from the, that? Yeah, the, the, uh, the stage of consciousness below apathy at the bottom of the chain is we call it unconsciousness. But actually, the the memory is stored in the body. It's stored in the energy body, the mental body, the astral body, the, the etheric body, the physical body. When it finally manifests physically, that's a signal that you buried something in there and it needs to get come out. And then as you heal it, you may have a cold or some other... Uh, disease actually may appear, which is the stage that you suppressed earlier on, mm-hmm. and you go back through that disease or back through that cold and into the healed state. Well, and this sounds like chakra drama, doesn't it? Yeah, you know the um, points that Bristol's, uh, Bob is bringing up regarding um, apathy and grief and fear and so on, those relate completely to the different chakras, and we work with those different levels. We call it the emotional tone scale. Explain what the chakras are to us. Chakras are energy centers in the body, um, located in different aspects of the body, such as at the head is the crown chakra, and in the forehead is the ajna chakra, the throat chakra, the heart chakra. At the stomach level, you would have the um, solar plexus. At the abs, you would have the sacral and then the root chakra. And those are energy centers that have emotional, mental, and physical being, healthy and unhealthy. And so we do take, um, in the healing process that we work with in chakra drama, we take inventory of the healthy and unhealthy aspects at each chakra level and try to clear out the unhealthy Mm. in order to bring the body back into alignment. And how do you do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I know that's a very simple question, and there's a very, um, uh, very long answer to that. But give us the general um, outline of how that works. Well, it can be using any of the five senses um, of perception or memory or whatever. Um, I think I use intuition a lot, and the person that I'm working with often is using their own sixth sixth sense or their own intuitive process in order to find the energies that are harmonious or disharmonious. And sometimes we, even if they don't recognize it, sometimes Mm -hmm. we're using movement, sometimes we're using sound, sometimes we're using color, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll have you visualize the chakra, and I know what the healed color would be like, but you might have some other colors in there, and we'll take a look at what those are. Color therapy. Yeah, and I use colored lights, actually, to help make the change Mm -hmm. of the vibrational level. Mm -hmm. Um, So do different colors represent different... Vibrations? Yes. It's like the um, rainbow, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The, from the violet to the indigo to the electric okay. blue. We're on radio. So, on. so, te- so we're going from the, the, crown, the <laughs> crown chakra is right. violet. Yes. Uh, the ajna forehead is um, indigo. The throat is electric blue. Mm-hmm. The heart is a spring green. The solar plexus at the stomach level is a sun yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a bright orange at the abdomen level. 
and then the root chakra is red. And those are all very clear colors, and sometimes the colors that you see when you look inside yourself are muddy a little, and so we clear those out. Um, using, I use a lot of different techniques, but basically we're trying to get the, the meridians of the body and the chakra centers to flow freely. Now, explain and sometimes a little bit they about get, the flow of energy and how that relates to illness. Well, when a body is healthy, all of the meridians and all of the chakra centers are flowing smoothly, harmoniously. So it's like a stream flowing like with a stream. no obstacles. Correct. Right. And then when you experience any kind of trauma or dis-ease, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or physically, it creates a disruption in those energetic flows. And the disruption stays there until you've gone back through the traumatic experience and intentionally intended, using intention, to um, realign it back to its original healthy state. So there, there's some kind of a blockage then in your, in your energy, and you need to use some method and intention to go back and clear that so that you're coming back to your natural free-flowing state. So maybe it's like a stream and somehow you have a, a dam that gets built and there's a constriction of some kind. Some boulder and needs to get removed. And you have to go back and do, mm -hmm. yes, and do some uh, work to, to clear that out. And some people can do it vi more easily visually and some people can do it in, through mm -hmm. action. And I mean, people have different access points, mm -hmm. as I call it, in terms of how they work best. So we kind of see how a person or an individual could best do that. And I'm always working with the um, unconscious of the person mm -hmm. because a lot of times consciously what we think and what we feel get in the way of the healing. So I'm usually trying to find non-linear methods to um, assist a person. Are you asking them to um, state to themselves or to you a certain intention when they come to you? If, if someone came to you, I know you also do private sessions with yes. people mm -hmm. as well as the Dr. Planet workshops. Mm -hmm. um, and I also know that you, uh, you help people over the phone as well as in person. Mm -hmm. um, and we will give contact information for that at the end of the show. But when someone comes to you, would you be asking them to state an intention? I would ask them to state an intention. And I would probably use a muscle testing kinesiology type explain, explain method what where a person just extends their arms straight out, for example, and I take a couple of fingers and I ask them to show me what a yes or a no would look like. And if it's a yes, it's usually strong, and a no, the arm becomes weak. And then when they state their intentions, we'll say, is that really the intention that you want to heal? And we'll see if they get a yes or a no. So it's a way that I can access mm -hmm. the unconscious um, which does know exactly what is needed for the person's whole well-being. No, ma no matter how many years I've um, done muscle testing, had people do muscle testing on me, I still continue to be totally fascinated by muscle testing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's something that nobody can really describe exactly, it, yeah, yeah, it, but it's, yeah. it's effective, it works, and it bypasses mm -hmm. all of our fears and rationalizations and 
Right, and and I rights and wrongs and shoots and shoots. Right, right, and I think when you get involved in those things and something like muscle testing and many of these things, we can talk about them and intellectualize about them forever. But the fun part is really having that personal experience and really doing it yourself or participating, and then making a judgment: does this work and does it not work? Mm-hmm. If it works for you, I know from my own personal experience, if something works, even if it sounds irrational to me, even if I can't totally figure it out. If it works, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> right, right, because um, you want that result. And I know uh, uh, Lynn and Bob have taught me, uh, heard me talk a lot about my thing about speed and beauty, <laughs> my two favorite things, speed and beauty, um, that when, when something happens and it happens rapidly, and you can see the positive results of it, um, then many of these things you you just need to experience and use to your benefit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, uh, the chakra drama sounds very interesting. We did do a show on EFT um, back a little while ago, and I noted here that you also include some of the EFT techniques and other techniques in um, chakra drama and also in Dr. Planet. Yeah. So are there things that if, if someone comes to the workshop that they can learn to do, that they're going to take home uh, skills that they can work on themselves? What would be some of those things? They well, some of the Seamorg techniques and some of the TAT techniques. Now, what, what are the Seamorg techniques? Um, Seamorg works a lot with the chakras along the lines of what I'm doing, but I add mm-hmm. other things to it. Um, I guess they're the kind of thing it would take more than a minute or two to describe, but... Their energy, working with the energy body. Okay. And we can do that at the workshop with anyone that wants to come, or I can do it privately okay. with people. We, we've done a lot of sessions on healthy options where we've talked about things that we as individuals and non-medical uh, or um, uh, professional people can learn to do for our own personal benefit. I think that's really empowering to the individual. And so um, it sounds like Dr. Planet will also provide people with techniques that they can go home with to, to use beyond the workshop. Yeah, and I think a major thing which um, Bob might want to speak about for a moment is we really emphasize how healing the individual energy body affects the planetary energy body. Mm-hmm. We'd, and we do want to talk about that um, because we wonder, um, how, how is it possible? Uh, what you seem to be saying is that one individual can affect the whole planet. But is that actually true? I mean, how does that work? Uh, well, the idea that the individual cannot contribute to the healing of the whole planet is another one of the illusions of the matrix. Uh, and that's what one of the major goals of Do- Dr. Planet is to help heal that illusion. But Dr. Planet is based on the realities of how energy operates under universal law, particularly in relationship to consciousness. Universal laws that govern this simply do not care what you think is possible or impossible. It's like gravity. It operates anyway, whether you believe in it or not. What we have discovered is that the entire planet has collective energy centers and meridians exactly like the human body does. Um, because energy comes to, to us in, in octaves. And we can say the chakras have colors, we can say they have uh, tones, sounds, um, but these are just different languages, uh, like French or English, to say the same thing um, that 
a way of communicating with these energies. We use sound and colors. But what we've discovered is that <clears throat> these energy centers on the planet uh, are vibrating in the same bandwidths as the human, the human body is. So when you tap into your own chakras, into your own energy centers, and the meridians of the entire planet have to accommodate to this because you are sharing the same energy field with the planet. If you change, the planet has to adjust to accommodate you. It's a pretty incredible system. It is. And it, it reminds me, um, I know we were talking earlier about Bruce Lipton's work in The Biology of Belief, uh, a book that I highly recommend. Um, he is an incredible uh, biologist, and he has written this major work, and basically what he's telling us is that the human cell is uh, a hologram of the entire human body. It can live by itself, can live in a petri dish, and it has all of the systems of circulation and respiratory and excretory systems that the whole human body has. Um, but that these cells group together um, for the benefit of the whole organism without sacrificing their own individual integrity. And that this is really um, a hologram of the entire human body. And then we take it further, and what you're saying is that each person is a hologram of the entire Earth. And, and what Bruce talks about in his book um, is that the, that Darwinian theory of the survival of the fittest is maybe we need to review that a little bit because that's not what nature is telling us. Nature is telling us that it's really um, cooperation that makes the world go round and not, not survival of the fittest. Yeah, and I would just like to add that um, one of the things that we focus on in our work is that I could, for example, go to a chakra where my mother is having cancer or being unhealed, and I could work on that part of my own body with the intention of sending that healing to her. And if she is open to receiving it, I can affect, like you're saying, the group yes. that I'm connected to. Right. I can affect very dramatically mm -hmm. through my own healing work. Mm -hmm. And there's this a lot of experiments going on now. Um, is that Ling, uh, Lynn McTaggart is doing the power of intention and mm -hmm. um, heart math? Uh, yes, right. And a lot of this is uh, is also part of our technology today. They're doing amazing things through the internet, where people are doing studies on intentionality with mass numbers of people um, having a common intention at a, a particular at the same mm -hmm. time. It's mm -hmm. pretty amazing. This is important. This aspect is important because it gives us an insight into how the matrix hypnotizes us. If you believe that you are separate and living in isolation and are not a living part of the global energy field, the energy of your chakras will obey another universal law, which is called the law of thought. And that law says energy follows thought. Therefore, if you believe you are separated... And, and act as if you're separate from the world, this thought will keep your energy separate from the rest of the planet according to your own belief. If you believe you are unable to contribute to the larger energy field, so it will be. And you will wind up with the reflection that you are indeed separate and unable to impact world events. But it's also true that if you believe that uh, you have dominion over the other kingdoms, that you have the right to interfere in other life streams, 
you can affect the evolution of the lower kingdoms. You can affect the evolution of animals and plants as well. What this means is that ultimately, uh, if there is a sense of respect for the other kingdoms, uh, it's possible to transfer healing from humans into the lower kingdoms. In other words, it, it's theoretically possible to clean up the toxins on the planet with our intentions by, by healing ourselves according mm -hmm. to these laws. And that is an experiment that we are waiting to um, mm -hmm. conduct on a, on a larger scale so we can uh, yeah, there's some it. pretty pretty exciting things being done. Yeah. Now, we are going to um, take a short break, and when we come back from the break, uh, we are going to ask listeners to participate. Uh, Lynn and I are going to do an exercise, a healing exercise together, and it's one that you can do at home, or if you're in your car, you can pull over on the side of the road and stop for a minute and do this. And then we are going to ask um, folks to call in and let us know what their experience was doing this exercise. So we'll take a short break, and while we're taking a break, find a nice, comfortable place where you can sit and um, do this with us. Um, the number that you're going to call for the feedback on the exercise is one 9378 and we'll give you that a couple more times when we get started with the exercise. So get yourself nice and comfortable, and we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Healthy Options. I'm Andre Bell. I'm your host for this morning. And today we're talking with Lynn Marie Pitts. 
and Robert Pitts about uh, Dr. Planet workshop they'll be doing in Camden. We've been talking about energies and healing energies. And as we promised before the break, Lynn and I are going to do an exercise and we're going to encourage all of you either at home or if you're driving your car, please pull over to the side of the road before you do this. <laughs> it's a very short exercise and Lynn is going to lead me through it and it's going to be something that you can also do yourself. And at the end of um, the exercise, we will give you the telephone number and if you had an experience that you would like to share with us, please call us and we would love to talk to you about it. So, ready Lynn? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, um, I'm first going to mention again, we're going to use the chakra centers of the body and we're going to be putting our hands on those chakras. We're probably going to be putting our left hand on our heart and our right hand, the crown chakra is at the top of the head. I'm just going to go through the chakra points. Okay. Then the Ajna center is on the forehead. Mm -hmm. And you'll be putting your right hand on those different chakras as we move along. Throat chakra, heart chakra, then the solar plexus, which is at the stomach, sacral, which is at the abs, and then the root chakra. So your left hand is going left to Left hand stay. will stay permanently on the heart. Okay. Because you're working with fear, we're going to do an issue around fear. Yeah, I think that's I, what I, you brought I up. I chose this particular issue. Um, I think fear is, we all have fears about various things, and so that's the one that I picked. No, I suggest that um, the people at home might, or in your cars, <laughs> might want to choose something in your own life that has to do with fear. And then you can, that you would like to um, resolve. And as I work with Andre, um, you can just follow, th follow me, but using your own issue. Intention. Intend. It's important that you also intend that others in the listening audience receive your healing and intend that you be open to receiving their healing as this goes forward. Yeah, and you can intend that Andre will receive healing from you. Exactly. Oh, I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me just a little bit about this e event that you would like to clear. Okay. Um, when I was a little girl, I was about seven years old, I, um, for a very short time, had a notion that I wanted to be a nurse. And I was with my family, and we were on a camping trip um, in the Midwest. And we were witness to a very serious and fatal car accident. My parents were great heroes at the time. They were the first people on the scene uh, to help out. There were two people who were fatally injured and two other people who were critically injured. And I saw that as a seven-year-old and developed um, a fear of car accidents because I realized at that age that this um, there was so much trauma. It was, a, it was a very emotional experience for me, and I since decided, no, I definitely didn't want to be a medical person. Um, but I've always carried a bit of that fear with me, even though I have tried uh, in many different ways to eliminate it through rational thinking. Okay. So let's go to back in time to that point where you can see yourself as a seven-year-old mm -hmm. feeling that fear. Mm -hmm. if, if, you had zero, if zero was zero fear and ten was the highest fear you could have, what, where would you say the intensity would be? At that moment, be? going through that experience, I, I would say that was probably a ten. And right now, do you feel it at, at a ten? I, I I'm not sure I'm feeling it as a, as a ten but I'm probably feeling it as an eight or a nine. Eight Think, or nine. Thinking back, of, I can see 
the car and the cars on the side okay. of the road. Okay, yeah. very good. Now, if you're in the listening audience, conceive of your own issue that you are afraid of and just use that issue while uh, uh, we work with this issue here on the, on, the, on the radio. But the energies will still impact you if you will just focus on your own issue. Okay, so we're going to put the left hand on the heart, which is the f center of love and the center of fear. And we're going to begin with the crown chakra. We're going to put the right hand on top of the head. And I'm going to ask you, can you give me a s little summary or title that you would put on this event that I can use to refer to the car accident? Um, that rec well, represents that fear. Okay, uh, um, the, the, the shock of seeing a car accident. Okay, so okay. we're going to begin with, even though I have a strong shock of a car accident, we have our, head, our hand right now on okay. the crown chakra. And, I, and I'm going to repeat you what repeat you're saying. What even I'm saying. though I have a strong fear of the car accident. And that blood was everywhere. And that blood was everywhere. And I just couldn't stomach it. And I just couldn't stomach it. I forgive myself for my reaction. I forgive myself for my reaction. And I still love myself very deeply. And I still love myself very deeply. And I accept myself even if I can't. And I accept, accept this myself even if I can't accept this. Okay. Even now we're going to move to the forehead. Okay. Even though this car accident was the most horrifying thing, even though this car accident was the most horrifying thing. For a seven-year-old. For a seven-year-old. And I'm not seven years old anymore. And I'm not seven-year-old's good point anymore. And I know I'm a much bigger person <laughs> than I, I thought know. I was then. I know I'm a much bigger person than I thought I was then. But it still affected me. But it still affected me. And I still have that little girl fear. And I still have that little girl fear. Although I know I could give it up to my bigger self now. Although I know I can give it up to my bigger self now. And I can intend that. Blood's okay and car accidents aren't going to hurt me. And I can, that's a big one. I can, I can intend that blood is okay and car accidents aren't going to hurt me. And I can accept myself whether I can do it or not. I can accept myself whether I can do it or not. And I love myself deeply. And I love myself deeply. And I forgive myself for having held on to this fear for so many years. And I forgive myself for having held on to this fear for so many years. Okay, now we're going to move our hand down to the throat chakra. Okay. Even though I may not have a very strong will as a seven-year-old. Even though I might not have a very strong will as a seven-year-old. But I have a strong will and deep intent now. But I have a strong will and a deep intent now. To love myself deeply. To love myself deeply. And to give my fears up to my high self. To give my fears up to my high self. And to make peace with what I saw as a child. And to make peace with what I saw as a child. Now we're going to move our hand down to the heart chakra. We have two hands on the heart chakra now. Mm -hmm. Even though I have this fear of that car accident. Even though I have this fear of that car accident. Or at least I did have it. Or at least I did have it. I love myself deeply. I love myself deeply. And I forgive myself for holding that pain. And I forgive myself for holding that pain. And I accept the fact that I really had a lot of compassion for those people. And I accept the fact that I really had a lot of compassion for and those And it totally people. disrupted my whole energy field. And it totally disrupted my whole energy field. But there's no sense in carrying it around now. But there is certainly no sense in carrying around anymore. Because it's ruining my own life. Because it ruins my own life. And I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. Okay. Now let's move our hand down to the stomach. Even though I thought 
that could happen to me. Even though I thought that could happen to me. And that I, I wouldn't be able to help other people if it happened to them. And that I wouldn't be able to help other people if it happened to them. I'm now in a spot where I know I could help myself and other people. I'm now in the place where I know I could help myself and other people. And I know, I know if I'm called to do that, I will do it. And I know if I'm called to do that, I will do that. And I don't need all the old baggage in my way. And I don't need all of the old baggage in my way. Because I could perform perfectly well in that situation today. Because I could perform perfectly well in that situation today. With my soul and my oh, high yes. self with me. <laughs> and my soul and my high self with me. Okay, let's move our hand down now to the abs. That was a really terrible picture of myself in relation to other people. That was a really terrible picture of myself in relation to other people. I was in so much fear I wouldn't have been able to help them. I was in so much fear I, I, wouldn't, I wasn't able to help them. And I didn't even want to think about helping anybody like that ever and I, again. And I didn't want to think about helping anyone like that ever again. And that's a little girl response. And that's a little girl response. But I don't need to stay there now. But I don't need to stay there now. In fact, I'd be happy to help anybody. In fact, I'd be happy to help anyone. And especially if that's my mission, I'll do it. And especially if that's my mission, I'll do it. And I'll be at peace with whatever amount of red blood is around. And I'll be at peace with whatever amount of red blood is around. I'll take the reflection <laughs> and live with it somehow. I'll take the reflection and live with it somehow. And make peace with myself. And make peace with myself. And with what's been given to me to do. And what's been given to me to do. Okay, and then down at the crease between the leg and the abdomen, mm. the root chakra, there's some beliefs that I have picked up from my family. There's some beliefs that I've picked up from my family. And from other people in my community. And from other people in my community. And from my church. And from my church. About what it's okay to do and what it's not okay to do. What it's okay to do and what it's not okay to do. And what's too much to handle and what's not too much to handle. And what's too much to handle and what's not too much to handle. And I might have thought that was too much to handle. And I might have thought that was too much to handle. And probably other people in my situation in my community would have too. And probably other people in my situation and community would have thought that too. But... I don't have to keep that kind of limiting belief. I don't have to keep that limiting belief. I can allow myself to be free of that. I can allow myself to be free of that. And to make myself of service. And to make myself of service. To the other people like I wanted to do as a nurse. To the other people that I wanted to do if I had been a nurse. But I'm yeah. glad I'm not a nurse. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but you're still serving yes, other people. Yes, yes, And valuing yourself yes. for the service you offer. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go for just a moment back to that image that we began with. On a scale of zero mm -hmm. to ten, we said it might be around a nine or an eight that we began with. Where mm -hmm. is that now? Mm -hmm. um, well, I'd say it's, it's way down lower. It's probably not totally gone. It's probably down around a one or a two. But I think the whole experience to me was so expanding because the whole idea that I'm not a little girl anymore mm -hmm. It, it sounds totally irrational, but I never really thought of this in that context. Mm -hmm. That, of course, that was how I felt when I was a little girl, mm -hmm. and that would be appropriate for a little girl. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a little girl anymore, and I have lots of other experiences. And other skills that you can bring to the situation today. And I think this broadened, broadened my whole vision of that experience to the point where I can actually see the value in that experience, and I've never been able to do that before. Mm -hmm. Great. So I might have a little one in there. <laughs> I'm still very careful when I'm driving. What would it take to get but, rid of that one, do you think? Well, I think if I spent some time reflecting on 
what we said in this exercise, mm-hmm. because there were so many new thoughts that I hadn't thought about before, um, that I think if I thought about those just a little bit more, about how, yes, I not only, not only could I be okay in that situation, that I could actually help people, it, it was a very expanding, there are a lot mm-hmm. of expanding thoughts for me. And I think if I took a little time to think about that a little more, I think I could be down to a zero. Okay. And the other thing I'd like to point out, right now we might not do that because of time, mm-hmm. um, but you have the general idea. And I'm sure that some of the people in the audience that have done it may have gone down. Their numbers may have gotten less. Mm-hmm. If the number went up, sometimes what happens is we move from an original fear vibration into, say, anger or grief. Mm-hmm. And those other vibrations come in, and then sometimes the number will go up. But it means we've... Uh, switch to a different vibratory. It's moved, yeah. It's yeah. movement. Vibration. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you'd want to just see where you are on the original feeling, maybe fear that we started with. Mm-hmm. Notice if grief or anger or anything else crept in. And that mm-hmm. will probably be a different scale that we have to begin to bring down. Right, right. Well, I hope um, some of you at home have been able to participate in this exercise. Um, we don't have a whole lot of time left, and I think we could go on for a great deal longer. But if you would like to call in and tell us what your experience was, the number is one 625 9378 I'll repeat that one more time. one 625 So if you um, did follow along with us and you had an experience that you would like to share with us, please call in and tell us about it. We would love to talk to you. Or a question. Or if you have a question. Right. Um, We're going to continue a little bit with um, talking to Bob for a little while here. And, Bob, I really appreciate you coming in and helping us in that exercise. Um, We're going to talk about uh, the overall mission of Dr. Planet. Um, Let's go back to the matrix um, to get out of the matrix, so to speak. Uh, <coughs> yes, in, in general, that's the, the goal of the Dr. Pranic work. But more broadly, the goal is to lift humanity out of the uh, belief uh, in their own hopelessness, out of the doldrums of frustration, mistrust, uh, grief, apathy, <clears throat> in which humanity as a whole is now mired as they look out upon the world at, at war, at, at, in starvation, uh, in climate change, etc., etc. But humanity is presently focused on the unavenged wrongs of the past and the abject hopelessness of the future, and these are all hypnotic states of powerlessness, and they are all based on the assumptions of the matrix that simply are not true. So the goal of Dr. Planet is to give you the experience that these beliefs are not true, that the world is not the way that uh, you have previously conceived it to be, and to get you into the place where your true power resides, where you can link up with the other people in the Global Goodwill Village and begin to change the world right now by changing yourself. That's the goal. That's pretty empowering. Certainly when, when we are feeling those um, negative feelings of uh, frustration, mistrust, grief, and apathy, we are powerless. It's kind of, I always think it's like being stuck in mud up to your neck. Mm-hmm. You, really, you really can't move, and none of us like that feeling. 
So it sounds like the workshop is going to cover some very good things that um, we would all benefit from. And I'm going to repeat that information one more time. Um, at the Camden Library on Thursday, October 18th, from 6.15 to 8 p.m., there will be a free introduction to the Dr. Planet workshop. And then the workshop itself will take place on Saturday and Sunday, October 27th and 28th, and it will be at the Camden Wellness Center, and it will be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you would like to register for this workshop, I do have a telephone number here, and the number is 568-3703. And that is also the number that you use if you would like to um, have a private appointment Mm -hmm. with Lynn or with Bob. And do you also have an email address where people could contact you uh, if they had further questions? Chakra drama at earthlink.net. Okay. Give that one more time and just spell it out for folks. Chakra drama, C H A K R A D R A M A, at earthlink, E A R T H L I N K. And if you have comments on the show, we're always looking for feedback for our Healthy Options shows. We want to know what you want to hear about and what you think about what we do put on the air. So please do um, contact me here at WERU. uh, And if you have any further questions or if you'd like any information about the books or the magazine articles that we talked about during the show, uh, please feel free to contact me, and and I will get that information directly to you. You're hoping that we would have someone call in. If you would like to call in, I will repeat that number one more time. Um, It's 1-866-625-9378. So if you did do the exercise with us and you'd like to tell us about it, please call in. We have a few minutes left, so I think we want to maybe summarize a little bit of uh, what we talked about today. Um, who wants to – Lynn, do you have some things, or Bob, well, do you want to we've – been, We've been talking in, <clears throat> in very broad terms. <clears throat> Pardon me. But um, in this process of healing, uh, you, you know, healing the planet and, and healing yourself, we've been talking in intellectual terms. But in fact, what happens in terms of your – personal experience is that you come to, to understand that the qualities that we refer to as beauty, innocence, and grace, for example, you know, uh, really classic spiritual concepts, they, they are not physical at all. Beauty is not physical when you move into the spiritual world. It, it has to do with a deliciousness of the flows uh, innocence is not like being not guilty. It's not just, it's being totally uh, un, unaware or unpreoccupied. In a state of wonderment. Right. <laughs> yes. Unpreoccupied with anything that's uh, possibly a problem. And, and grace is the feeling that it's all, all very smooth, that you're included in the process, that you're being supported to play. Um, so the internal experience of coming out of the matrix is a, a, a really exciting one. You really feel you are expanding and growing, and, and somehow you wake up and you think, my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm living in a different world now. And In fact, the world is the same, but, but your limited beliefs about it have gone away, and now you are free to live as a soul. Um, 
outside of time and space, outside of, of pressure, time pressure, space pressure, outside of jealousy, competition, betrayal, fears, and motivators, um, outside of the, f the feeling that you are uh, attractive or repulsive or that you need to, to force the universe to give you what you need. Uh, you just come back into a, a, a childlike state almost. Uh, and at the same time, you, ha you retain all the wisdom of all of the experiences that you've been through. You can talk about them, you can remember them, but they are no longer a burden to you. Beautifully put. Mm. Mm. I'd like to say in our travels. Um, oh, we didn't even we, get to talk we didn't about the travels. About that, but oh, tell we've us. been on lots of continents and in. I don't know. It's just been a blessing, the travel that we've been able to do in all the countries we've been to. But we did a lot of this um, realignment work at many of the sacred sites on the planet, like Machu Picchu and in mm -hmm. Egypt and... Easter Island. Easter Island. Um, Uluru, Uluru in, in the center in of Australia. Australia. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I don't know. We've done work in some of the monasteries in Japan, Thailand... Sacred sites in Europe, in uh, Germany and France also. Mm -hmm. Yugoslavia. Four Corners. Yeah. Mesa Verde. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we've just been using this kind of technology, and, but it's mm -hmm. expanding and advancing on mm -hmm. the whole planet right now. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. But we've been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. So it's been very exciting. I can imagine traveling to all those places and seeing all those sacred sites um, is pretty amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. And I'm sure that no matter what culture you're in, you always find that common thread that ties us all together mm -hmm. and says, you know, the scientific world is telling us this from the world of biology. We're hearing this. Mm -hmm. We're hearing this from the world of psychology. Um, and religion. Even, we're hearing it very much from religion today. Um, we're even hearing it from some uh, socio-political economic points of view. Um, lately, some of us have been reading uh, Deep Economy by Bill McKibben. Um, so certainly everything seems to be pointing in the same direction. It's right there in front of you, and it doesn't matter if you um, live here in Maine or you're traveling all around the world. It's all there, and, and it's all pointing in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And it's very positive, and I think um, if we listen to the media, there's a lot of negative things that we hear out there, and we really need this message. And I certainly appreciate both of you for coming and being part of this interview mm -hmm. and, and sharing with us all of your knowledge, extensive knowledge that you have. Um, this has been Healthy Options. We look forward to having uh, you back with us again next month. Um, and I hope that you all have a wonderful month in the meantime, and possibly you'll be able to go to the Dr. Planet Workshop. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Anne.